everybody, and welcome to Finding Weird, the show where we explore what it is that floats our boats, tickles our fancies, and makes us wonderfully weird. My name is Eric, and today I want to talk about the concept of identity, secret or otherwise, and how our own values and perspectives work to define who we are and what we expect out of life. We're also going to be talking a little bit about how to shift the paradigm of our thinking to increase our self-acceptance and increase our who-gives-a-damn-what-they-think meter as we take a chunk of wisdom from the dialectical behavior world. But first, some definitions. These are taken from the Oxford English Dictionary, for those who care, and I just wanted to start out with first, weird. So I know I mentioned that a lot last week, and several of you pointed out to me, hey, you never actually said what you mean by weird. Well, I am specifically talking about what I found to be an archaic Scottish meaning. So it actually is meaning a person's destiny. So in addition to the normal definition of odd or uncanny, but finding somebody's weird, finding your weird, is about finding something that aligns with your destiny. Now, for today, we're talking about identity. And so these are the characteristics that determine who or what a person or thing is. Uh, this will obviously come into play a lot more as we start talking about how we form our identity and who we are. Now, there's also something called value, right? And we're not talking monetarily. We're talking about a person's principles or the standards of behavior or one's judgment of what's important in life. So when we talk about what we value and the values we keep, this is what we're talking about. Now, also, we talk a little bit about perspectives. And so we're talking about someone's particular attitude or way regarding something. So your point of view, right? Your perspective on things. Now, I should point out, as was mentioned by one of the listeners, that I do want to give a trigger warning. So the topic of identity could trigger some internal thoughts or reactions to personal trauma. So make sure that listener discretion is advised. Let's talk a little bit about where do our identities come from. Now, our identities and our characteristics of our identity can be both positive and negative, right? Many of them come from the roles that we play in life. So for myself, father, husband, brother, son, uh, case worker, social worker, employee, some also come from the hobbies and activities that we choose to engage in. So again, for me, D&D player, workout buddy, writer, podcaster, etc. So some of our identities are externally given. So again, in my case, that weird guy on my podcast. Uh, we, maybe you've heard about the bitch from 23B, Scourge of the Galaxy, Karen, Chad, you know who you are. Also, some of our characteristics and our identities are internally given. So things like we may say, I'm, I'm fucked up, I'm broken, I'm messed up, I'm not worth it, I'm doomed, I'm exhausted, I'm scared of everything. These are things that we internally attribute to our identity. And these characteristics come to us from all of our life experience. They've developed over time and change over time. They change based on the circumstances and the situations that we may be placed in or place ourselves in. All right, so let's take a brief break. Try and come up with a few sentences of I am 
or IMA and see what immediately comes to mind. While you're thinking, here is our new dad joke of the week. When I was a kid, my mother told me that I could be anyone I wanted to be. But, turns out, identity theft is a crime. Waka waka. Okay, so I think that's enough time and a horrible joke. But, it actually spurred me to think, you know, one of mine is I am a dad who enjoys jokes and having fun. I am also a procrastinator who seems to work better under pressure. Kind of both a negative and a positive there. And I am also someone who struggles to speak my real feelings. I often deflect with humor. That's just who I am. So what were some of the things that you came up with for you? Feel free to let me know. So with that in mind, how do our identities and our characteristics hurt us at times? Well, Sometimes we can feel stuck with them, especially those that come to us from an external place or something that we internally give ourselves. So, for example, some of the people I work with are coming out of the prison system, and they're now deemed felons. That's now a part of their identity. And this can directly affect their future employment opportunities. So they have to recognize and live with that fact. Also, some of our characteristics can be extremely potent demotivators. You know, for example, why should I try for that new job? My boss, my family member, my partner said that uh, I'm just an idiot who is not going to get it anyways. We hear some of those messages and it just keeps us from trying. Now, on the flip side, there are ways that our identities and characteristics help us. They signal what's important to us and where we've chosen to spend our energy and time. So for me, I can say that I am a podcaster because I've chosen to add that skill and activity to my time. The way I kind of think about this is that our identity, our characteristics, they can be both the signposts on the road of where we're traveling, as well as sometimes opportunistic exit ramps where we can choose to make a change to our overall direction. So in my early college career, I pursued a degree in opera performance. At that time, I was considered an opera singer. My identity was tied up in that. Performance, music, learning, languages. But depression set in. And so my internal perspective and value of my abilities and my efforts changed. I no longer felt like an opera singer. And I felt like I was starting to see a sign on the road saying highway ends. Scary thought. I enlisted the help of my friends at the time to help me come up with a way that I could find something else that I was good at. So I actually got onto Facebook and I said, other than singing, other than music, what else can I do? And I was able to get a few responses that they believed me to be a good listener that I had good advice, and that they enjoyed spending time talking with me. So I tried to turn that into a degree. This was the exit sign that I needed. I ended up switching to social work with only about three to four classes left in my music degree, much to the annoyance of my family and some of my friends at the time. My overall perspective on life changed with that, and I found a renewed sense of purpose. My weird, if you will. And so this leads me to my personal grand point about identities. They can change. Our identities are so malleable 
that they can change at a moment's notice. I used to talk about this with my middle schoolers that I worked with who were struggling with their identity formation, right? They're going through the midst of hormonal changes, new expectations for workloads, romance, or in some cases, the lack thereof, and finding their place in the overall social structure of school. And I would tell them, at any moment in life, I could simply decide to become an over-the-road ice trucker in Canada. Now, you may be reacting the way they did of thinking that I am a crazy person, and that's fine. But think about it. At any given time, I literally could stop this podcast, get up, leave my home, family, job, and everything, and become an ice road trucker in Canada. It's out there. It's available. Things can change. Now, there are some things that are outside of our control, and these things are not going to be the easiest to change, right? So not that we shouldn't try to change them, but we should be aware that it's going to take time and concerted effort to make the changes we want. So we have to be realistic. For the change we're talking about, we kind of want to talk about things that we can change now, in this moment, while you're listening to this podcast, or maybe after you listen to this podcast. This is where finding weird comes in. There are so many small ways that we can find to add value to our life and adjust our identity. Again, for me, it was just to start a podcast, scratch my creative itch, and try to directly help each other again even if indirectly, technically, through a podcast. So starting small is one way to get your brain more accustomed to making the changes. While we're at work, one of the things we do during our community meeting is we talk to our patients about whether they've made their beds for that morning. It's a simple way to get an achievement out of the way, and it discourages us and them from wanting to immediately climb back in. So if you're struggling with this, try it. This is how small we're talking. Maybe today, instead of getting down on yourself for being capital D depressed, you are depressed, but you showered. Or maybe you're capital A anxious, but were able to shrug your shoulders about a worry you've been having. Now, if you're capable of doing more today, go for it, right? Thanks to our tech overlords, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, we now know that the sky is no longer the limit. You can literally become rich and apparently take yourself and friends into space. Now, I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon, but should the occasion arise, maybe you'll get an episode from space. For some of the things that are a little bit more difficult to change, this is where we talk about skills, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about dialectical behavior therapy and the skill of radical acceptance. So, You may be asking what DBT, or Dialectical Behavior Therapy, is. Well, it was originally created by the founder, Marsha Linehan, to assist her patients who were highly sensitive and emotionally reactive learn to navigate their distress and the interpersonal struggles, and she came up with a series of highly effective skills. Radical acceptance is the acknowledgement that there is pain in life, and that the way we deal with this pain can have drastic effects on our way of living and our well-being both physically and mentally. So how do we apply this to our identities? Well, this is where we practice identifying and acknowledging negative characteristics or identities that have been attributed to us by either ourselves or by others. 
we can learn to develop a sense of okay with ourselves, to stop fighting so hard against the reality of the situation. By doing so, we stop adding suffering to the pain that already is. I actually have somebody who is kind of a good role model for this level of acceptance. I'll give you a second to think if you can guess who it is. Yes, you are correct. It is Eminem from the movie 8 Mile. I I knew that's what you were thinking. So, in the final rap battle of the night, he has to go up against somebody who he already knows is going to come straight for him. So, in my mind, he opts for radical acceptance. He decides to lean in on his negative characteristics that he knows can be used against him, and lays it all out in his own rap, which leaves his opponent with nothing for ammunition. It's a beautiful mic drop moment for me, and honestly, I kind of take a page from this for my own identity. For example, yes, I lost a full-ride scholarship for music to depression and anxiety. I sat idle and let my college career implode, gaining enormous amounts of weight, and I had to start over. I became a basement-dwelling sad sack with nothing to show for it. That's a part of my story. That was me. But I'm also somebody who decided to get help for my depression and anxiety. I'm somebody who changed my whole perspective on what success was so that I could keep moving forward. And this is something that I'm still constantly doing. And I am also somebody who is still kind of a hot mess in most regards. But I perceive myself to be a constant work in progress. And there are days, though, where some days I don't feel much like progressing. So I've worked to develop the ability to kind of hug all parts of my identity, even the smelly, weird parts. I encourage you to get weird. I encourage you to give up on the worries that other people may place on you and embrace your personal values and views on life. There is freedom in radically accepting reality and deciding who gives a damn what they think. I want to leave you with a little to-do that you can feel free to ignore if you just aren't feeling it today, but I want you to come up with, change, or engage in one thing that can encourage your own weird. And on top of that, I want to hear about it. Findingweirdpodcast at gmail.com If you have no one else in your life who listens or accepts you, well, guess what? You now have me. I can be your secret pen pal who you email all of your weirdness to. I promise to be loyal and affirming who accepts whatever your brain can come up with, short of, of course, danger to yourself or to others. On that note, if you're having these thoughts, please, please reach out to an emergency professional like the police or the hospital by calling 911 who can assist you with evaluation and management of these feelings. In the U.S., you can also call the National Suicide Hotline at 800-273-8255 or go to their website at www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. This is a 24-7 site where you can talk to someone trained to help, and they even have a chat function for those who are a little nervous about getting on the phone. Okay, well, that's another one on the books, so... Again, welcome weirdos. It's the end of our second episode. I I am flabbergasted by the thanks and the likes that I've already heard. Um, If if you want to hear more, please head over to www.findingweird.buzzsprout, 
B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com to see our other episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Finding Weird Podcast, where I'm posting behind-the-scenes images about making the show, memes, quotes, and other things that I find weird and cool. Also, please tell a friend that you have if you feel like they'd benefit from the message or the mood of this podcast so that they can join in on the community too. And as always, I'd be ever so grateful if you could take the time to leave me a review on iTunes or your app of choice so that we can bring even more weirdos into the fold. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Aimster Solo. They left a review saying, Podcast was worth a listen. Honest, authentic, vulnerable, and witty. I felt welcomed into this tribe of weirdos. Looking forward to exploring the intersection of mental health and wonderfully weird identities. Thanks, Eric, for sharing your weird. You're welcome, Amster. Hopefully you stick around and, yeah, I don't know, maybe write in. Let me know what some of your weird is. Stay tuned next week when we are going to explore sadness and joy from the inside out. Do you see what I did there? All right. Well, all this and more while I continue to desperately try and convince everybody that weird is the new wonderful. I'll see you there. Thanks. Thanks.